Welcome to the What's Your Thoughts on this podcast. I'm your host, Amir Ali. Today, I will be speaking to the winner of season 14 of Project Runway, Ashley Nell Tempton. You don't want to miss this. But hey, before you do anything, you already know, right? Before you do anything, make sure you subscribe and share this episode with a friend. God bless you, everyone. And happy holidays. What's up, world? Welcome to the What's Your Thoughts on this podcast. I'm your host, Amir Ali. I'm an opinionated fat boy from the west side of Detroit. I was groomed in Chicago and shaped in New York, but in my heart, Paris is home. Join me on my quest to get answers and gain clarity on a plethora of controversial topics, current events, and political issues. It's a lot going on in the world that I want to discuss, so please take a listen and tell me your thoughts. Tell me what's your thoughts on, what's your thoughts on this, what's your thoughts on? Project Runway, the show where many talented designers go to see if they have what it takes to be one of the three or four designers to make it to the end and show their collection at New York City's Fashion Week. Ashley Nell Tempton, one of the first plus-size designer finalists on Project Runway, not only got to show her collection at New York Fashion Week, but her collection, coupled with her talent and creativity, won the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ashley Nell Tempton to the show. Thank you for coming today, Ashley. Thank you for having me, Amir. I appreciate it. Oh, I love your voice. You have such a calming soothingness to your voice, and I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Have you been told that before? Yes, just uh, <laughs> in the past few years, I've been told some random things like you have a, a great sex phone operator or like you should read children's books. And I'm like, oh, whoa, one extreme wow, to another. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, a phone sex operator, but then you should read children's books. I guess because I can be really enthusiastic about things, yeah. but... It's funny. I, I I find it very interesting that people um, like my voice because, uh, you know, when you hear yourself in recordings, it's cringing. Yeah, it, that's that's how I am. I, it's cringing to see myself or hear myself. Well, see, you're saying that to someone who has to edit audio constantly. So I, <laughs> I have gotten used to hearing my voice, but I, I, I agree. It, it can be kind of weird, you know, hearing right? yourself. But uh, for those who don't know, Ashley is season 14's winner of Project Runway. So congratulations for that. Thank you. Thank you. How was that? A crazy experience, but I'm so glad I did it. Um People ask me why I did it, and I just really wanted to push myself as as a person, as a creative person, yeah. um, to really figure out if this was something that I can handle, something I can do without quitting. And and I think just being a creative person, you know, you always ask yourself that what's your breaking point. And I I yeah. think going on Project Runway really taught me that. I can put up with a lot. <laughs> How long have you been? Um, so, and, and I'm, I'm going to ask this because I always just call everyone that's a designer, a seamstress. So what, what would be the right word to call you? Are you a designer, a seamstress? What? I'm a designer. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I just recently heard about like, oh no, I'm a seamstress or <laughs> something like that. But I, yeah. I get the difference and I appreciate seamstress who call themselves seamstresses because it takes a lot to call yourself a designer. And some people just take the designing part easy and don't know how to sew, but I know how to do all of it. That's what's up. So how long have you been a uh, designer? Um, I would say I've been designing clothing since I was a senior in high school. Okay. That was the first time I put fabric up against my body and tried to figure out how to make clothing for myself and my friends. Was it a reason why you wanted to become a fashion designer or start to making start making clothes? Yeah, I never saw representation for my age and my size growing up. And I always was put in clothing that was made me look older or made Mm. me it just had no fun, like button down uh, collared shirts with um, vertical lines and um, always wearing black. Like my mother would buy my clothes, obviously, and she would dress me and she wouldn't let me put my hair up because she always thought that I had a round face and it was going to make me look bigger. So as a kid growing up, I was always trying to hide my size and I just wanted to look like everyone else who enjoyed dressing up. When you say your size, you're you're a larger you're a larger woman. So yeah. your plus size, do you you mind saying what that size was at that time? No, I don't mind. Um, I remember in high school starting off, I feel like I was a 16 and okay. I ended probably a size 22. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I definitely had gained uh, some sizes throughout yeah. my school year, but um, I struggled trying to find clothes. So what, would it be that you would go to the store and you would, you would see clothes, but it just wasn't clothes that you thought fit your personality? Yes. Like I felt okay. like there wasn't any clothes for plus size women who were younger. It was all for older women who were um, work clothes, business clothes. Um, there was t- like the only thing that I like how can I say this? Or an example, I remember my mom sending me to sixth grade camp, something that they do here at where I'm from. And uh, my mom bought me sweatshirts and shirts with Winnie the Pooh and Mickey Mouse on it because those were the only things that were available for me as a teenager uh, in my size. And that was yeah. affordable. So being picked on for wearing those clothes, it just it just built so much where I was like, I want to dress cool I want to dress in fun clothing why can't I do that why isn't there clothes out there so because my grandmother taught me how to sew at a really young age I wanted to pick it back up and try to create things for myself so when you say that your grandmother taught you how to sh- sew at a young age, you know, my mother taught me how to sew. I thought, you know, and that was just to hem, hem my pants, you know, if they yeah, were too yeah, long yeah. or to like, you know, uh, sew a button on, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at, at, at a young age, what did your grandmother teach you? She taught me how to hand stitch. She taught me how to 
thread a machine, mm. how to stitch two pieces of fabric together. Um, my grandma showed me how to be very creative and how to have patience, how to mm. think steps through before yeah. you actually do something so that you know that what you're doing is the right way. Um, and how old were you? Seven. Wow. So at seven, you were doing more than me now. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing very, very little things like yeah. putting trimming on the edge of piece of pieces of fabric, you know. Um, it was very, very small things that I could I could do. And then when I got older and tried to do sewing more, I realized that I had so much to learn. Yeah. So in high school, you said, OK, you know what? I'm I'm gonna you know a teenager. I don't want to dress in Winnie the Pooh. So yeah. you 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 did what? You went to the fabric store. Or you used some fabric at home. Like what did you do when you the very first time you remember saying you know what I want to start trying to make something for myself. I remembered my grandmother gave me some fabric and I wanted to create a skirt out of that fabric and okay. I couldn't wait to to wear that piece. I remember I wore it for to my sister's baby shower and it was the zebra print and I didn't have enough of it. <laughs> and I remembered I had to like piece other fabrics together to make yeah. it come out. And I remember going to Joanne's and asking the ladies at Joanne's fabric store to help me with this pattern. And it was a lot of trial and error. And I just remember being so much that I was like, Am I sure I want to do this? But I think the end result of actually having a piece um, and showing it off and saying that I did it felt so amazing that I just wanted to continue creating that feeling. So from the time that you started, when was the time when you made some things and other people commented on it saying like, hey, I like this or hey, where did you get this? I think it wasn't until I was in college that I started really perfecting my work and actually okay. making clothes for myself because I didn't have money to buy clothes. Got you. Like all my money would go towards buying fabric for my business that I was trying to start. And I remember making these skater skirts for myself and baby doll dresses and posting them online. And, um, people wanting to purchase them and then they became a thing that I was selling regularly on my website making a living off of it before wow. Project Runway so uh, you were making a living before then that's awesome um, yeah so did you have the confidence then like okay you know what people like it um, and I'm the shit you know I'm a designer or did you still look at it and say you know what I want to learn how to do more or this is just okay like what what were your thoughts about your work at that time it was this weird confidence like I I felt because I had the knowledge and I knew how to sew and all these things that I had the confidence in that but as a person as a creator yeah I didn't have the confidence I always felt like everyone else's ideas were better than mine mm, but when okay. you looked at me you could see confidence you could see all these things but 
deep down inside, I was not confident. I was scared. Hmm. So it, wow. it, it was really like, it's confusing. Yeah. But I think a lot of people who pretend can understand. Like they try so hard to make their outer appearance look a certain way that inside can be different. Yeah, and, I think uh, that's all of us, to be honest. <laughs> I think, I think we're, we all have something that we're pretending. <laughs> you know, right. even the most confident people are pretending that's something. So I, I think we all can relate to that. Yeah, and so being a designer, I felt that a lot, um, even through Project Runway. Yeah. So you, 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 where did you grow up? In San Diego. In San Diego. Um, yes. So how was how was your childhood growing up? You know, you, you had your grandmother around and she taught you some great skills. But how was your um, home life growing up in uh, San Diego? <laughs> it's like a mixture of things. You know, we all have our own stories and things like that. But growing up, I was a bigger child. Um, mm-hmm. I never knew what it was to be thin. Uh, so I grow, grew up being fat all the time, being told what to wear, what to eat, what to do, how I should act. And so when it came to being creative, that was up to me. And I struggled with reading and writing. So art is all that I ever had. Um, and I and I loved it. And that's why I spent so much time with my grandmother um, because we would always do arts and crafts and she would show me something new. And I remember I could spend hours on it. And when I wasn't at my grandmother's house, I was home with my older brother, who's like 18 years older than me. Okay. Um, my parents worked um, two jobs, both of them. Uh, so they were always gone on the weekends. And so I spent a lot of time by myself. Um, so it kind of felt like I was an only child growing up. Yeah. Because all my brothers and sisters. Yeah, all my brothers and sisters were at least 18 to 10 years older than me. Um, so I just spent a lot of time, you know, fantasizing and imagine that, imagining what life could be like um, differently for me because I didn't want to continue living a life of being bullied or being known to be fat. And I just remember just, you know, watching TV and not seeing a lot of fat people, but wanting to be known for being creative. Like I knew I couldn't act, I couldn't sing, yeah. um, but I just knew I wanted to be known for, for my work. And uh, I think that's where like the sketching and grabbing fabric and putting it together and just thinking of things differently. Like I had an older sister, I got to see her fashion and then in the nineties and how she dressed and, my mom, she would always make sure she looked good. And I admired that a lot. So I had a lot of women around me growing up um, that appearances were always a thing for them. But for me, it was hard to accept my appearances because the people around me let me know that being fat was it okay. So I struggled and I beat myself up growing up that something was wrong with me. Something was wrong with me, Mm. but nothing was wrong with me. (laughs) Um, So basically I just grew up hating who I was and in the life that I was living. And so I think I just tried really hard to make sure that my appearance was put together 
Yeah. And that, um, you know, I just stayed quiet. I stayed out of people's way. I mind my own business and only hung out with people who I felt comfortable with. And no, so your way of expressing yourself was through your um, fashion design. Yeah, it was through my sketching. Yeah. Through uh, whatever pieces I could put together in my outfit, like even makeup. I got ma- I got into makeup very, very young, like when I was in, in middle school. I remember wearing a full face of makeup because I was so um, self-conscious of my skin. Yeah. So that was my way of, of uh, self-expression as well, was putting different eyeshadows and lipsticks and things like that on. Mm. Wow. And so when did you join um, or when did you um, audition for Project Runway and how did that come about? Two days after my grandmother, who taught me how to sew, um, she passed away. Uh, Sorry. We let her. It's okay. We let her go. And a couple of days later, I received an email to apply for Project Runway. And this had to be early March. <clears throat> and I decided to apply, but there was some fear in the back of my head. And um, with the help of my family, I auditioned for the show and what was everything. The fear? What was the fear in the that back I wasn't going to that I wasn't going to make it on the show. Okay. That was the first one that I wasn't going to make it on the show and that um, I was putting all this work and money for nothing. But I, I felt like this was my first time applying for Project Runway. And just because I've applied for other TV shows in the past and I didn't make it on doesn't mean that I wouldn't make it on this one. And so I just kind of told myself, you have to be yourself. Yeah. Do not tell, don't say something that you think they want to hear. Just speak from my heart and, and, and just be who you are. And so that's what I did. And there was even a time where I got into the second interview and I, I come out of the room and I look at my mom and I told her, I don't think I made it. I don't think they're going to take me mom. Like I'm not interesting enough. And she's like, why do you think that? Why? Why? And then luckily enough, two days later, I got a call and they wanted me for another round of auditions. And it was like two months of back and forth. And then yeah. I finally made it on the show. What was and that feeling like when you finally got the call or the email that you made it onto the show? What I was like, holy like? shit, I'm good enough. I'm good enough <laughs> to be on reality TV. Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm about to be on this TV show. What am I going to wear? <laughs> yeah. What am I going to do? Wait, I actually have to perform. I have to like <laughs> quit my jobs. I I haven't even thought this through. Like yeah. I was just thinking of like, get an interview, get an interview, get the, yeah, the audition. That's all I had in my head. And now... I have to go on this show and I have to like get everything together and I have four weeks to do that before I head to New York. Um, wow. And then the nerves come of, I don't want to like be eliminated the first challenge or the second challenge. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make it to New York Fashion Week. And oh my gosh, like I, I cannot believe I won that show still. It's crazy. Did you have to pay for your own flight? 
No, 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 no. They paid okay. for that. So you, you, they pay for the flight, and then you guys moved into like the community housing. What was that like when you first came and you get off the flight? You're in New York, and you know where you're in New York for to film a TV show. Mm-hmm. Did it like really hit you once you, you know, you got, you came to New York? I had only been to New York once. Okay, and I didn't know where I was going. They <laughs> literally blindfold you without blindfolding you. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't, they don't tell you anything. So the car service picks you up and they know where they're taking you. Mm-hmm. And I get to a hotel in Brooklyn. Um, I still, to this day, I don't even remember what hotel it was and where it was in Brooklyn. Cause that's how <laughs> uh, secluded I was. Yeah. Um, and so I get to the hotel and I don't know anybody. I am like shaking in my boots if I was wearing boots that day. <laughs> and so they basically just take me and my luggage to, to a hotel room and they tell me to open up all my bags and to give to pass over any medication, electronics, books, uh, tools, and any clothing of items that have logos forward to them so that they can get um, checked out. Yeah. Um, And we're not allowed to have any electronics on us. So they basically go through our bags, search everything. We're in that room for like a good 24 hours. No, we cannot call to our family. We just have a, uh, a phone in our room to talk to the producers when we need to. Yeah. We have a TV and a notepad. So, yeah, we just spent the next 24 hours in these rooms because everyone is flying in at that time. Okay. And uh, the next day they tell you, OK, we'll be ready at this time and you're going to take we're going to go to studio. You're going to do your interviews. and um, You're going to take your head, your like headshots for the promo. And yeah, so the basically the first two to three days is just uh, you getting ready and you still haven't met the cast how was it getting used to the cameras because you know you you weren't an actress or anything you were just a it's so hard (laughs) it's so hard you never get used to them you just know that they're there yeah um but in the beginning it's so much anxiety that you to the point where you forget your train of thought you forget what you're doing it's so distracting so distracting because They'll put a camera right on your fingers or right in your face when you're crying or when you're on the sewing machine in the corner, you see the lens like you can't even whisper to somebody without you hearing the cameras running down the hallway because you're in an empty room with no cameras. And they're like, we need to be there. So you hear them running. (laughs) So you stop whispering. You have mics on you all day. Even when you go to the restroom, they can hear you peeing. Wow. So, wow, that's very intrusive, but you know. It is, but that's what you sign up for. Yeah. So do you receive a a stipend or anything? No. No. You have, everything needs to be taken care of before you leave because you are applying to this. They're not asking for you to be on this. So If you need groceries, like if you need food, they'll take care of it. If you need something from the store, medicine, they'll take care of it. Um, Shampoo, whatever, they'll take care of it. But 
if you want a pack of cigarettes, if you want um, something like alcohol, like that has to come out of your pocket. Um, How long did they tell you to prepare for, um, like with your bills and stuff at home? They said that you'll be gone for six weeks. Okay. So you had to take care of everything for six weeks. So yes. what about um, why, while you guys were there, were you allowed to like go shopping or, or no. go and tour the city? No, okay. no. Unless we had, we were on our off days, we were allowed to either stay at home with a chaperone or go with the rest of the team to have lunch and watch a movie. Got you. Wow. So it, yeah. it's not as spectacular as it looks on TV. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, I, okay, I don't know what rehab is like, yeah. but I feel like it's almost like rehab. Like, you are constantly being supervised at all times. Yeah. You are in a room or on a van. Um, you can't interact with anybody, not even with the contestants, unless there's a camera. Wow. You never know what, what the next day has planned. You have to ask to call home. You have to like request it and then it has to get approved by the higher ups. Yeah. And it normally takes like 24 hours to get a confirmation of when you can talk to your family. Wow. It's not like I need to call my mom or my brother right now unless yeah. it's an emergency. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. And you I mean, have it makes to ha- sense. It makes sense yeah. because that's how they make sure that information doesn't get out. It's just that, yeah. you know, it, it really shows you that people everything don't you know. See on TV, exactly. Everything you see on TV is not how it seems. No. You know? <laughs> but so, OK, you're there. You make your first garment. Right. And this is your first time being judged by the judges. And you see um, you see Heidi, you see Tim, you see, uh, you know, everyone that's there. How did it feel being judged by these people that you you look up to? It like I wanted to cry because I just couldn't believe it. Like I felt like I was in the twilight zone because (laughs) I had always seen this on TV. Yeah. And never pictured myself being on there. Like, you know, it's just it's so weird. Every time I was in the audience, like watching my piece go down the runway and then looking up at the stage and looking at the project runway sign, like I had to fight my tears back because I had only seen this on TV. Yeah, yeah. And it was just crazy to be one of these people, one of these designers who've always wanted to do this or like, I don't know, I, I just could not believe that I had the opportunity to do that. And you're the first uh, plus size um, winner, uh, plus size clothing maker winner yeah. on Project Runway. Yes. So how was it in the model, uh, choosing the models? Because, you know, I've watched Run- Project Runway before many times. And I always see that the models usually look like what we would normally say a model looks like. Yeah. You know, white. And thin, yeah. <laughs> white and thin, and you know, you making more plus size clothing. What was the model choice like um, for you? 
So uh, mine was off camera and I was actually home and um, I got to work closely with the model uh, agent or the scout for the girls. And I got to tell him what sizes I was looking for. And I said, I don't want, I like, I only want girls who are above 16 okay. to like a, a 22. And they have to be runway models, which none of them were runway models because nobody was still allowing models yeah. to walk the run. I mean, plus size models to walk the runway. Yeah. So I had to, I got to see a lot of these girls walk and um, it was just, it was fun. It was exciting. I had requested a couple of girls like Ashley Graham and a couple other models um, that I had personally known and have always wanted to work with in the yeah. past. And so it was, it was a pretty cool opportunity to be able to do that. And, um, and to inform Project Runway on what I needed as a plus size designer because yeah. they were not prepared. I love the fact that they did um, oblige you and make sure that you had what you needed. But as a as a woman who grew up and you didn't see things in the store for your mm-hmm. size, you didn't see people on the TV your size. How did it feel to be the person choosing people your size to be on TV, your size to be in clothes that you made? Like, how did that feel? I felt like I had to to really make my community proud yeah and like I felt like I have an opportunity that I can say many many have wanted and I need to do whatever it takes to to let this plus size community's voice be heard and let you know everyone else see that plus size women plus size people in general need to be accepted into this fashion community and we have so much to to share and that it's not one size what was the hardest um competition that they gave you like what was the item that you remember that they asked you guys to make and you still are like oh my goodness it was probably the paintball challenge like there's not really anything that is hard for me to make I think it's just hard for me to work with people who don't like to work with others. Got you. So there was a team challenge and uh, I had to work with five other girls and none of the girls could work with one another. And um, everybody just wanted to do their own thing. Yeah. So that was probably one of the hardest things that I had to do was work with with people who are just not team, uh, team collaborating. I don't know yeah. how to put it. <laughs> no, I got you. Um, I got you. And I, and I've grown, I've grown up with women. My mom's the oldest out of 11 children. And out of those 11 children, there's nine girls. Oh wow! And I have a <laughs> lot of female cousins cause we're yeah. all girls. And so so me walking into that challenge is nothing but because girls want to be catty I can't yeah. do that I can't was it ever any drama on the set oh yeah all the time I mean there was people cheating that never got aired mm. 
You don't have to say any names, but cheating how? Like they had notebooks with notes and they were where they were going back to those notes every night. Mm, Like sewing notes, pattern making notes. They were my bedroom mate. Like they slept right next to me and I was like, that's not fair. You could have a book. This person I didn't really care for. I was like, yeah, you know, yes, you have great ideas, but I feel like you're only here because you make good TV. Yeah. And you cannot finish your garments at a time efficient. So like, why? Yeah. I was just like, you got to go. (laughs) So as a person who like, I'm not a designer. Right. So for for me, like, help me explain, like what having notes, why is that like a advantage? Because those notes tell you how to make certain garments. Okay. And pattern making. Um, You have to create these templates in order to get something that you want. Mm -hmm. And we were not allowed to bring textbooks with us um, to refer to. And because those are all those are those are advantages. Um, So this person having notes on how to make a certain sleeve or how to make a certain top or dress. Yeah. All of that stuff is supposed to come from our head. Like before I got there, I went to one of my professors and took a class just to brush up on things that I learned my first year of design school. Yeah. So I took the steps that I needed to take to prepare myself before I went on there so that I didn't, you know, bring my books or any of that because I knew ahead of time that we weren't going to have access to that. Did they ever find out that that person was cheating? Um, there was like an invest, not an investigation, like a small investigation. Like they were trying to find the pieces because yeah. the girl ha- had heard that somebody was going to go and confess to it. So they went and shredded the book into pieces. And like, I don't know what really happened after that. I just remembered that we all got interviewed individually yeah. And um, it was never talked about on the show. Mm. So you made it to, let's say, the middle of the show, right? Yeah. Did Were you ever afraid that you were going to be eliminated? Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> were you shocked when they gave you good marks? When I felt like I had a good design, I knew I had a good design. When I felt like I had a bad design, they let me know I had a bad design. Okay. Um, You could tell the confidence through your work. And I remember there was a few times where I was crying on stage and Zach was like, you need to stop crying, Ashley. Like, you need to suck it up. Yeah. And, And to me, that really hurt me personally at that time because... I cry at everything and like, I'm not ashamed of crying, but he made me ashamed of crying. Like, like crying is a sign of weakness. No, it's Mm. not, not to me. I don't care. I can tell anybody I'm a fucking cry baby. I don't care. That's just how I deal with my emotions. Yeah. So I think that was, that was hard for me to also deal with is the fact that everybody hated how much I cried. <laughs> so you make it to the final three. I think it was like final three, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The final you, four. 
final four. Okay. And then yeah. you get to go and you, um, you know, you make your clothes and you, you make everything, you know, to see whether or not you're going to show at fashion week. And I think that's when they took it from four to three, right? Uh, they, it was three. And then Tim had a, a Tim gun save so that they brought, they brought back four. And so it always was four finalists at the end. How did it feel to show at New York Fashion Week? So, so like, a, like someone pinched me. Like <laughs> once again, we walked in there and I had never been to Mercedes-Benz Fashion Week. And so yeah. to be there at the crack of dawn at like 4.30 a.m., it's still nighttime. Everybody's asleep and you're just yeah. walking in there and it's so quiet and you just see the empty stands and you just see the runway and you're like, fuck, this is where everything happens. Like this place <laughs> is going to be filled with people. My collection's about to walk down this runway. Like I, it was just all adrenaline. I was like running off of, but then in the back of my head, I was like, shit, I have a million things I need to finish. I got to get to work. And I should have worn more comfortable clothes. <laughs> <laughs> so then you you do New York Fashion Week. It's a success. And then you win. What was life like after the win? Life was not the same. Yeah. Everybody had so much expectations for me. Yeah. And all I was trying to do was trying to get a grip of, I just won this show. What yeah. the fuck am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do with this money? Where am yeah. I going to live? How do I start <laughs> my business? How yeah. do I keep this 15 minutes of fame lasting for the rest of my life? What yeah. do I do? But yeah. people are wanting interviews, wanting this, wanting to work with me. Um, I remember I just wanted to take a vacation and I couldn't because I took a vacation and I had to come home early because I was flying back to New York to to photograph for Marie Claire's cover, the shoot or um, the shoot the spread that you win. I mm-hmm. had to go back for that and then I was going back to LA for more meetings with like potential deals and potential management companies and it was so stressful. Yeah. But re- exciting. Yeah. Um and so surreal because nobody prepares you for any of this and nobody knows that you won, but everybody knows that you're on this TV show yeah. and they assume that you make it far. And then it's not like you, I had like basically two months that no one knew that I won. And then when it got announced that I won, it was like another crazy roller coaster. Like I had two months to kind of, to keep it hush hush try to live somewhat of a normal life but everywhere I go somebody recognizes me someone's pulling over on the side of the road because they recognize me someone (laughs) wants to take a picture with me (laughs) yeah it was just it was crazy I I didn't know it was really I think it was worse for my friends they didn't know how to take it but I think they've all gotten used to it how soon did you get the money after you win I didn't get it until probably two months after I won. Okay. So after you won, it, it way, had to be it, announced on. Yeah, it had to. So I won in September. 
So actually, September 11th was my six-year anniversary of the show. It wasn't until, thank you, it wasn't until November 6th, I believe, that they announced it. And then it wasn't until January or February till I got my money after all the paperwork. You have to wait 60, 90 days, something like that. And then I didn't get my car until like three months after that. Wow. And then by the end of the year, my parents went on the cruise for two that I won. Um, I really wanted to go on that cruise, but I was like, no, let me give this to my parents. Yeah. Wow. So they went to the Caribbean islands for like 14 days. and Oh, it was a real trip. 14 yeah, days. Yeah, it was. A, they, you got to choose how many days for how long yeah. you want to be away. Yeah, it was a great, a great prize. Wow. Yeah, I always wondered that because I know they tax the hell out of the money, but I never knew how soon, you know, you get yeah. it. I think you just have to pay for your flight to the cruise because there's certain there's um, certain docks that celebrity yeah. cruises docks from. So they had to fly out to Miami in order to get on the cruise. And so after you won, you, you did some work for uh, JCPenney and everything. I think yes. you had your own line there, right? Yes. So JCPenney has actually approached me before they found out I won. And they're mm. like, well, we don't really care if you want or not. We just really want to work with you. But I quickly realized that this is when influencer or being an influencer was an actual, like, it's a career. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that could happen for you. I didn't really understand that I could get paid for my social media. And so that's when all of that started happening. They're like, we want you to be the brand ambassador. And I'm like, what's a brand ambassador? And they're like, you're <laughs> going to have a, a curated collection. What's a curated collection? It's a collection that you hand select the pieces that you want in there. And I'm like, I don't get to design them. They're like, no. And I was like, well, then I don't want a contract. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to design for JCPenney's, I want to actually present my my sketches and tell yeah. you what color, what fabrics, what sizes I want these to come out. And um, once I got to have a meeting with the C- uh, CEO and a bunch of people on, on the JCPenney's board and it was a, they flew me and my managers out to Plano, Texas to their headquarters and at that time Nina Garcia was their brand ambassador for the company and so she also was flown to this meeting and we sat down and JCPenney's asked me what I wanted in this deal and uh, how could I change their plus size department? And I told them what I thought and they gave me everything I wanted. Well, awesome. That's awesome. What did yeah. it feel like to go to the store and see something oh, that you designed and your name on it? You know, it's so crazy. I wish I could relive all these moments again because <laughs> nobody knows how depressed and in pain I was at that time and how how insecure I was about myself why were you why were you in pain and and depressed I was depressed because I didn't know how to handle my life and I 
felt disgusting as a person like my body I never felt pretty I didn't feel like I could find love and um and see, it's funny I that just, you say that because when I when I used to see you, and I mean, for those that don't know, I mean, uh, Ashley and I have a mutual friend um, in Kina. And every time I saw you, I always told her how pretty you were. And you. when you were, when, you know, I saw that you were on TV and, you know, Kina said, oh, my, you know, my, that's my friends on TV. I'm like, oh, wow. I was happy for you. Like, you know, I knew you even then. And I didn't see a disgusting person. I saw a beautiful, talented woman. You, you know, and I think that's important for you to hear. Like, you know, I was excited for you. I was like, oh, wow. When you won, I was like, she won. Oh, my God. Great. <laughs> like, you know, I was so happy. Like I won just because it was like, you know, I used to always hear Kina say awesome things about you and, you know, how happy she was for you. But when yeah. I saw you, when I watched, I didn't see what you saw. And yeah. I know that doesn't matter because it's only what, you know, you see in yourself. But I just want yeah. you to understand that. I didn't Thank see you. that when I looked at you. I saw Thank somebody you. who was awesome, who was talented, and who was beautiful. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, and I and I realized how hard I was on myself. And mm-hmm. I think that's when I finally woke up and was like, I can stop living in... Um, and suffering this life like I can do something about it and Kina I mean now that we're speaking about her I mean she was a huge part of my life <laughs> we love you Kina I, we love you Kina um, <laughs> she's like a huge part of my my life of trying to build my confidence and yeah. I think I was fighting something um, with myself you know like there was times where I did have confidence and I didn't think of of what other people were thinking about me. But when I was by myself and didn't have my friends who made me feel comfortable, I felt alone. I felt all the the most negative things. So being on Project Runway, being on the road, traveling, I was by myself. Of course, I felt all these things and not being able to be by my friends all the time and never being home like eating on the road and not giving my body what it needed and so i don't want to get off topic but having... no this is the topic this is your conversation <laughs> you are the but moment you had, you had asked me how did it feel to see my things in stores and it, yeah. it was amazing yeah and that's why i say i wish i could relive these moments again because i would be such in the moment and i wouldn't be in like Oh, there's such negative headspace. I just remember going into a store, having no makeup on and a girl telling me like she saw my cutout. There was like a, a head to toe uh, cutout of my body. Also, this head to toe cutout was definitely smaller than who I was. So that mm. also hurt me inside. But this girl was like, oh, my gosh, has anybody ever told you that you resemble her so much? And I look at the cutout and I'm like, her? You think I look like her? She's way prettier, blah, blah, blah. My aunt's with me. And she's like, dumbass, just say that it's you. Why do you do that? And I'm like, because I like for someone who's wanted to be invisible for so long. Yeah. I now even more, more exposed, you know? So it's even, it's hard for me to have the attention on myself. 
Yeah. But I, I, I'm proud to say that none of those things affect me anymore. And um, it just hurts to like hear me talk about because I just put so much pressure and so much expectations and stress on myself and my body to yeah. look a certain way when that's how much work it took to make you guys convinced that I was confident. But see, you know, the thing about life is that we have experiences, right? Yeah. And we go through things, right? And all yeah. of that you went through and still came out away. <laughs> okay. Yes. So it's not about having the experience with JC Penny again, it's making more experiences. Yeah. It's making new experiences and having new success. Right? Yes. Because that yes. that has happened. But you're still here. You're still great. Yes. You're still Ashley. <laughs> You still have everything your grandmother taught you and everything that you learned. You know what I'm saying? So it's not about reliving the old experiences and it's cool to think back on them, but it's just using that, that energy to create new ones. You know, I want to go on the story and say, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's serious. It's true. You know, it's like sometimes we have to look at the small things because there's a there's a young lady or a young boy or man or woman who's listening who would love to had have their stuff in any store, you know, yeah. and they're listening like, wow, you were in JCPenney's or wow, you won Project Runway. So it's like we always look at people and we aspire to be where they are. And then sometimes you talk to the people who are there and I don't know if they have taken the time to really soak into it and soak in it and bask in it, bask in what you've done. Uh-huh. You know, it's not often we have success. It's not often that we achieve great things. So when you do, you know, s- sit in that, you know, and be proud and, 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 and make new, make, make new things, make new experiences. I want to go to the store and, and, you know, send Kina a Christmas present. Like I know this your girl stuff and you probably got it for free, but I'm sending your ass this anyway. <laughs> but you actually lost a lot of weight, Ashley, didn't you? Yes, I did. I um, had went. I went under for um, weight loss, weight loss surgery. Okay. Um, I was really struggling with my weight, and I wanted to lose weight because, like I said, I was in pain, traveling so much, and walking around, and being able to keep up with life was showing me that I had a body that was not not capable of doing it like I mean my mind body and soul like I just felt like my gut like I needed to retrain my body how to eat and how to do things and I was already taking the proper steps to like you know work out three times a week and have a trainer and eat right but when I went to the doctor after seeing no results but continuing to injure myself like my back hurting my knees my ankles they told me that I had no metabolism and if I continued to do what I was doing that I wasn't going to see any results and so for weeks I contemplated if this was something that I wanted to consider and I went to my therapist and we did more research and we laid out a plan and I interviewed a lot of people who've had weight loss surgery surgery in the past and yeah. decided to make my own decision and knew that 
all the negative and positive things that could come with this. And um, I decided to do it in 2017. And um, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad that I did it when I did it. Because now I was young and um, I really needed to reset my metabolism. I really, I really needed to learn my boundaries with eating. I really needed to understand that food is to fuel yourself and not for pleasure. And I ate out of boredom because I grew up being bored all the time. I just, I really wanted to be active again. And I wanted to do things that I never did because I wasn't confident in my body and in my skin. And so after I started losing, you know, a little bit of weight, I could start to see that I wanted to be the person who I always wanted to be, which was, or I always wanted to be the person who I am when I'm with my close friends and family. I wanted to be that person all the time. And I didn't know how to be that person all the time because my insecurities shut all of that down. And the process of me losing weight and understanding the process and how much work it takes and then going to therapy and understanding my worth and understand that my bodies are going to go through all these extreme exchange changes and that some of these changes might not be the most rewarding, like losing your hair, having loose skin having saggy boobs, you know, like you can't let those things make you sad or depressed or regret. So there was a lot of things that I had to retrain my thinking and I did it when I needed it to. And I'm so glad that I have because I've grown and I'm not the same person I was on Project Runway. Did you face any backlash from uh, the plus size community? Oh, yeah, they hated me. (laughs) That was like another thing that drove me into sadness was that the plus size community shunned me for it. Like I lost thousands of followers. I mean, followers don't really matter to me, but to people who can see the difference of how it hit somebody. I lost a lot of followers. People were writing blogs about me. Uh, other people were telling their fans to stop following me. Like, how could I be uh, a plus size activist for someone who went and got weight loss surgery? Wow. And I mean, I have friends and family. I mean, it, it, it hurt so bad. It hurt me so badly because these people could not understand why I did this and why I wanted my life back. You know, it's funny because I, I had a conversation with, uh, and, 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 you know, being friends with Kina, and I know people have heard me say this before. <laughs> yes. It really helped me, you know, because when I first met Kina, you know, she was like, fuck that. Don't talk like that. You can't say this, <laughs> you know, like she really got me together about verbiage and, yeah. you know, how you visualize people and, you know, the importance of how larger people are viewed in the world. Um, And so I had a conversation with uh, Saucy West. I love Saucy, too. And, you know, she was speaking about uh, Monique because she said Monique's verbiage changed once she had once she started to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Now, even though you're smaller now, you still make clothes for plus size women. Yes. Correct. Yes. How, so when when you're speaking, when when the plus size community 
were saying were saying those things, what was your response? Because you still make clothes for plus size women, and you yourself, um, you're smaller, but would you still be considered plus size? I'm still fat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still fat and I'm planning on being fat. Yeah. And it's none of anybody's fucking business. Like, <laughs> Say that. <laughs> it's nobody's fucking business. Say that. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I just wanted to lose some weight so that I can do things. You, I feel like um, everybody has their own threshold. They have their own, like, how much they can put up with. And this is how much weight can I hold, you know? Yeah. And when you feel uncomfortable, you feel uncomfortable. And all I wanted to do was be comfortable in my own body. And being comfortable in my own body does not mean having to be thin. I just wanted to lose a couple hundred pounds. Nobody knew that I weighed over 400 pounds. Wow. That's a lot on my body, on my bones. And I'm not speaking for anyone else, just for me. I yeah. loved going to Disneyland and I couldn't walk around Disneyland. That was depressing and sad for me. It's little things like walking up the stairs, being able to have a conversation while walking. That was hard for me. But for someone else, that's so simple and not even that that never crosses their mind. Like I didn't realize how much I had settled for while I was big or I didn't know how much thought I went into something. Like if my friends asked me if I wanted to go to a restaurant, I thought, well, are the chairs big enough? Are the booths? Is there a lot of people? Is it crowded? Like now when my friends ask me if I want to go somewhere, I don't think of those things. I don't run through a list of uh, if it's like fat people approved or safe. Like flying gave me so much anxiety, so much anxiety that I could not sleep the night before um, because I was so worried if I was going to have to sit in the middle seat, if I yeah. wasn't going to have a seat extender, if the person next to me was going to hate sitting next to a fat person. Like these were all the crazy things that were going through my head. And I say crazy because like nobody knows what fat people think of in their head. And yeah. it's just so crazy that we have to think of these things. But we do because we live in a society that doesn't accept fat people. And But for you, it wasn't even 100% about acceptance. For you, it was about being healthy and yeah. not having the pains and enduring those yeah. struggles. So I totally get it. And, um, and I'm with you for those who don't, because I think what's really interesting about, um, these individualized communities, whether it's you're gay or whether or not you're fat or whatever, mm -hmm. is that we, people sometimes see things just from their standpoint, but you have to see yeah. it from the other person's standpoint as well. And just as much as, you know, you want to be accepted, you have to accept other people for being who they are. Yeah. So, you know, um, and hopefully some people will listen to this who are thinking about the same thing and they're battling it, you know, and they can make the decision that's right for them. Because ultimately you can't live for anyone else. You have to live for yourself. And that's the decisions that you make. You have to make 
the best decisions for you. And I think exactly. so often we're we're making and, and that that's even too with like having, you know, surgery that's enhancing. You have to make uh-huh. the best decisions for you. You should make decisions according to how other people are going to view you because you exactly. have to look in the mirror, you know, every yeah. day. And it's how you view yourself. Yeah. What when are you most beautiful? You know? Yeah. Um, so what's next for Ashley? Right now, Ashley is working on costumes for an upcoming movie. Um, oh, she awesome. has like four weeks left to finish 25 costumes. I can't say what movie, but all <laughs> I can tell you is that I'm working on costumes. And this has been a dream of mine ever since I was, ever since I thought about fashion design I always wondered how else I would cross or do something great um so being a part of this amazing movie and the storyline and everything like I cannot wait for it to come out um and I leave next month to go film it and I will actually be what do you say like an extra in it as well so there's some exciting things and I also have a clothing line that I have collaborated with a company in Los Angeles and we're going to launch in October. So I have a lot of things happening this year that I'm so excited and very blessed to have because the last few years it's been it's been a rough journey. Yeah. Juggling this, juggling this new life and learning how to keep your head above waters before a pandemic and during a pandemic. Um, so I've learned so much that I'm so, I'm, I feel so blessed to be in this opportunity and this new headspace. Um, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. See, those, those are those new experiences that I was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, that that's you why I said and- thank you. And I need to just <laughs> shut up and be blessed for what I have in front of me. And for what's coming. You know, like yes. every, everything that you do is going to bring another opportunity, you know, after yeah. the movie, new opportunities, new experiences, more success and being happy where you are so you can appreciate where you're going, you know, because that'll help you appreciate yeah. where you're going. Yeah. If you're happy now, yeah. then when the yeah. more comes valuing yourself. Yes. Yes, 100%. I think that's that's something that I'm definitely working on now. <laughs> but that's good because you are a value, you know, even if you didn't win Project Runway, even if you didn't have the weight loss surgery, you were just as beautiful then as you are now. You were just you. as much you were, you know, you had value then and you have value now. You know, the things that we do for ourselves, you know, in some cases they make us better, but we have to remember it's still the same person. Your heart didn't change. You didn't have surgery on your heart. Your heart is no. still the same. You know yes. what I mean? So it's like when you remember that, it's like, hey, <laughs> shit, you're Ashley. <laughs> Before Project Runway, you were still Ashley. You were still your grandmother's child, you know, and you were still the woman who had an infinite amount of talent and who was, you know, showing the world that plus size people matter and plus size people are beautiful. That's it. Yeah. But anyway, my last question. So have you designed for any celebrities or anyone famous or any influencers or anyone like that? And if you haven't, 
Is there anyone that you would like to design for? So two part mm-hmm. question. I have uh, got the honor to dress Councilwoman of San Diego when she got sworn in to the White House. So that was pretty cool. I got to dress her twice when the president was sworn in. I got to design her outfit. Uh, I know I've had uh, Gabby Sidibe wear some of my pieces before. But I haven't gotten to... Yes, I was. And this was like before Project Runway. So it was really exciting. Um, But I haven't recently had anyone, uh, celebrity or influencer, wear my things. I actually just worked with an influencer yesterday, um, Jazz from BuzzFeed. And she helped model my collection that I'm coming out with. So being able to work with her and um, that was awesome. Oh, awesome. So who would you like to work with that you haven't worked with? Um, I would love to work. Ooh. I don't know. Listen, I think you I'll just never be know who listening. You better shout those names out. I, I know. <laughs> Beyonce, Rihanna, Kelly <laughs> um, Osborne. Mm. Um, just like these women who have like Adele, I've always wanted to dress. Um, yeah, any plus size curvy queens that want to be dressed, drag queens, I'm up for it. I'm up for the challenge. <laughs> so you up for anything. And so the Met Gala was yeah. um the Met Gala was recently. And who was your favorite outfit from the Met Gala? Oh, man. I think Barbie Ferreira, who was in um, Euphoria. She was a plus yeah. size girl. She, she had a like had, beaded uh, Yeah, it was like all pearls. Yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. And then there was another plus size model that had like a hundred pound like diamond suit. I forgot her name, um, but it was amazing. Rihanna, we were all waiting for her. She did great. Um, yeah. Kim, I don't know what the hell she was wearing, but I know that she <laughs> her was. Her Kanye. <laughs> right. I don't even think that was Kanye. Did anybody you confirm don't? that was? I don't think that was Kanye. I really <laughs> well, it don't. might not have been Kim either then. I mean. <laughs> I, I think it was Kim, but I yeah. definitely think that was Kim's best friend in that outfit. Mm. I don't think it was Kanye, but who knows? Got you. Yeah, you could have been <laughs> off doing something. Who knows? You you never yeah. lie. Well, Ashley, I am so happy that we finally got to speak. Me too. This has been amazing. And I am so proud of you. And I can't Thank wait till you. you come to New York so we can go and do tea and stuff. And then on the side, I'm going to have you like, you know, take my measurements so you can like, <laughs> sketch me something like I'm not in drag or nothing like that. Hopefully you can make me like a nice blazer or a shirt or something. <laughs> and, you know, we can put AT on it instead of Ashley. Yes. Tempted, you know, mm-hmm. be like AT. <laughs> well, it has been a pleasure, Ashley. You too. Thank you so much for having me. You are more than welcome, dear. Such a kind woman and a great talent. Ashley, I wish you much success on all your future endeavors. For more on Ashley or to shop her collection, you can go to her website, ashleynailtempton.com, or you can follow her on Instagram at ashleynailtempton. That's our show for today. The music used during the interview of this episode was produced by Firelord. Thank you for listening to the What's Your Thoughts on this podcast. We truly appreciate your support. 
Our show is produced by Amir Ali. Our theme song was written by Amir Ali, produced by Adrian Brundy, and performed by Enrico Delves. If you would like to be a guest on our show, or if you have a question or you want to provide some feedback, send an email to WITOTpodcast at gmail.com. Our podcast is available on all platforms, so make sure you subscribe to our show and follow us on social media. Be well, be safe, and be blessed. Until next time.